So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swore, and today we are with Brad Kolowicz Jr. He is the founder and owner of Colo- of Colo Fit Personal Training Studio. Um, he's a celebrity trainer as well as an author for Fitter Faster. Um, he has been all over the map, guys, and he does a lot of incredible things for the Atlanta area and the surrounding area as well. And as we'll kind of discuss, um, has these transitions to helping people outside of Atlanta. Uh, so, Brad, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for having me, Doc. I appreciate you having me on the show today. Yeah, man. I'm super excited for this conversation. I think that you do a lot of really good things for um, the people that you train. Um, you know, we, we've got a pretty good relationship where I've had the opportunity to work with a couple of people that you've trained as well here in the clinic. And um, I think that you guys are doing some awesome stuff. So, uh, Brad, can you kind of give our audience here a little bit of a background of who you are, uh, kind of like um, the, what, who, what Fit is all about and how you kind of came across opening up your own studio here in Atlanta? So, you know, training has been a big part of my life from the very beginning. My dad um, was a personal trainer years and years ago, well before, you know, I ever never ever knew the difference between a, a bench press and a, a squat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so that was something that, you know, as a young kid, he had me, you know, I was watching dad in the, the basement gym lifting weights and, you know, throwing things around. And, you know, for me, it was, dad, I want to I wanna do that, you know, probably back before I could even communicate. Yeah. And he had me lifting a broomstick. I mean, it was, all right, look, here, here's your barbell. Here's a broomstick. And so I, you know, as a kid, I um, remember just watching and trying to learn, you know, from dad and just, just being very interested in the, that whole concept. And then also my mom uh, was an aerobics instructor uh, through, nice. you know, back in the day it used to be, I guess it was sports life and then later crunch. And so I remember going in and watching her instruct these classes, right? And so it was either, yeah. you know, you're going to the nursery or you can sit over here in the corner and watch the class, you know, so I, I, you know, any opportunity I had, I'd, I'd go watch her, you know, instruct these large aerobics classes, the step aerobics, you know, back in the day, like the 80s. And so, um, so that was neat. You know, fitness is just, it's always been a big part of my life from the very beginning. And, uh, you know, so just being inspired by my parents and what they did, uh, you know, and then going through school, it was one of those things where, okay, I'm going to school, I'm getting education. Uh, you know, and always knew in the back of my mind and head that I wanted to, you know, kind of do something in, fit- in fitness. Yep. But it was you know, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, well, I'll never make enough money in fitness. And, you know, I would never have a true career, you know, in, in fitness. And, you know, and my parents even actually kind of discouraged it, believe it or, believe it or not. You know, even though yeah. they're both in the business, they just discouraged as a career and, and suggested some other career paths, you know, with more stability, you know, more or less in kind of their argument. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, you know, that was discouraging, but I, you know, uh, so I did kind of look to do some other things, you know, I kind of dabbled in some commercial real estate, you know, prior to graduating from school, did an internship, 
Um, and then, you know, kind of started to say, okay, I'm just going to do pharmaceutical sales, study communications in schools. I'm just going to just jump into sales, you know, but then, mm-hmm. you know, as that was kind of approaching getting, okay, I'm graduating from, from college now, you know, next step, let's do the things. I just, you know, I, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And I actually ended up teaching tennis and doing strength and conditioning right out of school. So immediately out nice. of school and then taught tennis and strength and conditioning for a while and kind of knew that, you know, that was, you know, personal training is really what I wanted to do. So I kind of juggled the two for a while and then slowly shifted out, uh, you know, teaching tennis and, um, and went, you know, full on personal training. And, uh, and so I just, it's just been such a big passion of mine. And, you know, when I originally started, you know, years and years ago, back in, you know, uh, you know, 2008, 2009, so I really started to get serious about it and, um, and, you know, started to develop, uh, actually got a job with a small uh, studio in Atlanta that mm-hmm. was open for a year or two and they ended up shutting down. So I ended up, um, you know, developing a client base out of my, uh, apartment studio. Yeah. So there's about a 2000 square foot space, you know, down in Buckhead and, and, uh, developed that to the point to where there were a lot of people coming and going, you know, from the gym and, you know, I had management sit down with me and I said, look, Brad, there's, there's too many people coming and going from this place. Uh, we want you to stay here. We want you to live here. But we can't have, you know, all these people coming and going all the time. You know, look, yeah. you can train the people that live here, but you can't, you know, keep having people coming and go. So they said, all right, we're going to give you a month. We want you to stay, continue to live here, of course, but we're going to give you a month to find another place to train your clients mm-hmm. that live outside of the, you know, the apartment community. So I said, all right, give me two months. And they said, all right, fine, two months. And so within that two-month period of time, I, that day, you know, jumped on the phone and, and uh, found a space um, over in West Midtown. And um, it was a, I mean, it was just a, it was a, just a, a dirty junkie space, but it was perfect <laughs> in a way. And so we literally yeah. spent two months. I knew that night, you know, when I saw that space, I said, this is what we want. Um, it was a 2,750 square foot space. And, and it's a little bit larger than I was used to working in, you know, through the apartments. And, and so it was just perfect. And, and so, throughout that two month period of time, literally day and night outside of working a full client base, uh, you know, built out the studio space and, and got it ready for, uh, you know, April 1st of 2012 grand opening. And, you know, ever since then, uh, you know, the rest is history has been, been great. You know, I, um, you know, honestly, awesome. I was, you know, looking back, I mean, if I hadn't been booted out, I don't know where I would have been at this point. If I hadn't been booted out of the apartment to go train somewhere else. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, I was, it was great. I was, you know, rolling out of bed in the morning and, you know, walking, <laughs> you know, 15 steps and, and boom, I was at work, you know, to, yeah. um, you know, and that was it. It was great. Right. And, and <laughs> you know, training clients and going to the pool between sessions and, right. you, know, um, you know, making great money and, and just being fun, you know, live the dream. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, it was a, it was really a blessing to to be kind of pushed into that opening space. Yeah, uh, and uh, and ever since then, I mean, we hadn't looked back. You know, I've been, you know, just the, the business continued to develop, and you know, the point where I really couldn't juggle, you know, those that I was working with, and, and mm-hmm. started, um, you know, hiring on staff from there. My wife, uh, not wife at the time, but wife now, uh, jumped on and uh, helped out. She was a school teacher and, and for six years, and she kind of juggled school teaching and then training in the afternoons, and then later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, transitioned out of teaching and, 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 and was full-time with the business and then developed from there. My brother uh, jumped in the business in, in, uh, in 2012 as well. Nice. And my um, sister, Caroline, in 2015 and then, and then, you know, other staff members from there. And we developed into a great team of 12 as of current, including our studio dietitian. Nice. 
Yeah. And, um, and so we're just having fun. You know, we do primarily do one-on-one training. We do yeah. some small group training as well. And, uh, you know, we'll do seasonal group classes and, and things like that. You know, when the, when the staff members want to, to run something and such, but, yeah. um, you know, we're having a lot of fun with it, you know, in terms of, you know, specialties, we specialize a little bit of everything and all of our, all of our guys kind of specialize in their own areas, but, you know, I'd say just your general population, you know, most of our clients are your typical business professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we stay real busy, you know, during the early morning hours and then, um, you know, entrepreneurs and whatnot and kind of the mid later morning yeah. and early afternoon hours. And then, you know, in the afternoon evening hours, you know, more busy with our, our typical business professionals, mm-hmm. but uh, that's the base of our, our clientele and, and who we most typically work with, but we do, you know, work with those in entertainment as well. And sure. um, there's a lot of fun too. So yeah, so we're just having a good time. Yeah. And I think, I, I think as soon as you walk into the space over there, uh, the, the whole term, like having fun, like you, you can almost feel that like right away. It's a very welcoming, friendly environment. Um, so you guys kind of like really hit that nail on the head there in terms of, of trying to um, project how you guys feel <laughs> about training. And it's a, and it should oh, be a thank fun, you so much. yeah, it should be a fun open environment and you guys, and you guys provide that for people. Um, thank now, you so much. Yeah, of course, man. Now, did you, did you play tennis in college? So I did. I actually, to even step back from there, I, uh, I, I did play at Florida State. I played for a year there. Nice. And then, um, you know, but prior to that, I, you know, played junior tennis. So that was what I, that's what I did. You know, ever from the age of, of 10 years old, that was something that, you know, I was always did sports, you know, as a young kid. But, yeah. um, you know, dad's big into sports. And so I, you know, kind of dabbled in a little bit of everything. But once I, you know, picked up a tennis racket, I just lashed on. It was, it was my thing, you know, from about the age of 10 on. So I, I started playing junior tennis tournaments then and, and traveling around, you know, more locally at that, you know, 10, 11, and then age of 10, 11, and then, you know, 11, 12 started to travel around, you know, I guess you could argue the South of the U S you know, playing tennis tournaments, junior tennis tournaments. And then, um, and then, you know, you know, 12, 13, and then I start traveling around the country, you know, and, yeah. and playing tournaments all around. And, and so that was just what I really enjoyed to do as a kid. And, yeah. And, uh, and so, um, so yeah, so, so did the state sectional and national rankings and, and, um, and then from there went on to play at Florida state. I played for a year there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that decided not to play tennis any longer, you know, Florida state, uh, down in Tallahassee. So, yeah. you know, went down there and, you know, parents, of course, you get the hope scholarship in Georgia. Right. So, yeah. So to go play tennis, like, all right, you go do the tennis thing, but let's get the scholarship thing. You know, if you're going out of state. Sort yeah. Of thing. So, um, you know, and it's like, all right, if you're, if you're not going to do the whole scholarship thing, you're coming back in state. <laughs> so, uh, so I played for a year, played for a few years. Great. Uh, unbelievable experience. I mean, D1 yeah. athletics was just, it was incredible and I'll, an experience I'll never forget. I mean, just the for training sure. that we went through and the, you know, the access to, to, to everything that we had access to in terms of, you know, just equipment and nutrition and the, uh, you know, the, of course the trainers and the, and the, facilities and the tutors and everything it was just it was just amazing oh my gosh for yeah. i think it won the national championship maybe it was a year maybe a year before a year or two before then so it was cool that you know athletic program had tons of money was able to funnel into the <laughs> tennis program so we really just yeah. i mean it was just awesome it that's was great. really really neat and so yeah. um but yeah so tennis was my thing and you know i um you know, after college, I mean, I, it was an all day, every day thing and, and going into school. I mean, we literally, that's what we did all day. You know, we, we did classes, you know, in the early half of the day and then it was practice, you know, late half yeah. the day and like almost the evening hours. And so we were either training, you know, in the gym or running or, or on the tennis court. And that yeah. was it. And that was our life really. And, um, and so, you know, after, you know, deciding not to play any longer, 
actually stayed at Florida State for another year, and then parents like, look, you're coming home. <laughs> so I um, ended up transferring back to Georgia, and I graduated from uh, UGA in, in 2006. Um, but just, you know, after that, I, you know, I ended up teaching tennis actually in Athens um, yeah. while I was there. And that was the kind of smooth transition teaching tennis after school as well. But um, just kind of the whole playing piece, you know, it was fun watching the, the Grand Slams and still is on TV. Yeah. And you know, anytime I get the opportunity to watch some tennis, it's great. And it makes me miss it. But, um, but you know, and it's something you've just done. You almost felt like I've done my whole life. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I'm not out there every day like I used to be. And don't get out there enough. And I, I yeah. miss it. And I'm, you know, yeah. So um, for sure. But yeah, soon, soon again, soon again, I'll be back out there. <laughs> I love it, man. Do you feel like your, your experience as, as a D1 athlete, because uh, I mean, your, your, your schedule was, was jam-packed from like morning till night. And as a personal trainer, uh, I mean, you almost like you almost work reverse business hours to a degree where you're working early in the morning and then you have a little bit of a gap in the day and then you, and then you get busy again after work hours so, or after, after traditional work hours. Um, so do you feel like your, your time as a D1 athlete really kind of helped prep you and, and get you ready for some of those longer days and come as a trainer? Honestly, tremendously. I, I believe it helped tremendously. I think it was one of the best things, just the discipline. You know, going through junior tennis and just being, you know, traveling the country while friends are, you know, during this, in particular during summer, right? Friends are at home at the pool and, and doing all kinds of cool stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm on the road playing tennis and, and yeah. trying to be serious, you know. And, you know, we had a good time too. But, um, but there was a lot of discipline there, just through the, the training um, with that throughout the week, you know, so I'd finish up school and it was straight to tennis, right? And I, I would train for hours, you know, um, and this was year round, right? Training for hours after school. And then it was, you know, homework and then bed and then do it all again. And then on the weekends it was traveling, as I mentioned, to, to tournaments all around, you yeah. know, state sexually and then nationally. And so that was, that was the discipline there in itself. I think there was a lot of discipline there and that really helped me, um, you know, transitioning into, um, you know, tennis at Florida State. And then yeah. that was a whole nother level. You know, I had a lot of great training in Atlanta uh, growing up through tennis, but, but tennis at Florida State was a whole nother level just in oh, terms of, you know, the trainings and then, um, and tennis. I mean, it was, it was our life. So I feel like, you know, that discipline of, you know, having a coach constantly being on you, whether it was a strength coach or the, um, you know, our, our tennis coaches, you know, and being pushed constantly and, you know, so focused and even, you know, at, at Florida State, you know, playing, like I mentioned, it was, you know, your classes had to be, you know, eight to 12 or whatever it was in the morning. And then it was, you know, you grab a bite to eat, you know, and then you're, you're off mm -hmm. to the tennis courts. And it was, it was every day like that. And then weekends it was tournaments and it was playing. And, yeah. and so there's a lot of discipline and it just being boom, 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 boom. And, you know, we, <laughs> you know, and, and finding time, you know, you're at a school like Florida State and it was a big party school and, you know, yeah. finding time to, to, to try to have a good time too was, <laughs> was and we did we, we we had a great time but it was yeah. you know at times it was you know tough and it was exhausting and i felt like i was at, at times almost sleeping through class because i was trying to to manage it all you know but yeah um but yeah it was an incredible discipline and and uh it taught me a lot i think you know, awesome, going man. off into to work and then you know then doing it all again as a personal trainer and you know yeah. As you know, and as you mentioned, the hours are early morning and then it's, you know, afternoon evenings and that's, you know, midday, you, you take the time to get something to eat and get your, mm -hmm. get your training in yourself. So it can be, it can be very exhausting. Yeah. Uh, you know, as you know, and, and, uh, but, but yeah, I think, I believe the discipline of, you know, tennis is, it helps me tremendously to be able to continue to you know, operate like this, you know, yeah. many years beyond. Absolutely. Now, what are, what are some of, 
So the, with that grueling kind of like, not grueling, but some of those longer days that you can have as, as a trainer, um, you know, one of the things that you want to definitely do as a personal trainer is lead from the front to a degree, right? Like, um, you don't need to be, nobody needs Every trainer out there doesn't need to be walking around looking like a Greek God or God is by any means, but you got to actually like uh, demonstrate that you, <laughs> that you do partake in what you kind of preach. Right. Um, so what, what, how are some of the methods, what are some of the methods you use as a, as a business owner, entrepreneur, um, trainer, uh, father, husband, what are some of the, um, ways that you could try to make sure that you sneak fitness into your daily, uh, daily life and make it a priority? You know, you're, you're absolutely right. And then now, um, you know, with, with business and then business become, you know, family, you know, getting married yeah. and having a child. And now we have another on the way, you know, September it's, it's congrats you know, on that, by the way, man. Thank, thank you so much. We're yeah. so excited for having another boy. Oh so, man. So two sons. And so I'm, it's just been the most amazing thing in the world. It really has. And I, I could go on and on about that. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, it, it's amazing. Fatherhood's amazing. Uh, but, you know, juggling all that is, is uh, it's balance, you know, so it's, it's just learning balance. And that's a, that's a tough thing for me. Um, I know that, you know, we all know the importance of balance, but, but, but it is tough to, you know, when you're having, you know, great business success and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're changing lives, you know, through training and, and you're seeing all that. And that's so cool too, you know, be a big, big part of that and yeah. see business success and your staff succeed and them doing well. And, you know, so all that, and that's, you know, that's kind of addicting in a way, you know, to, to have that success and not want to, you know, as the success is going on and, you know, when you have, you know, as a studio that, you know, sessions are going on all day, every day and want to be a part of that, you know, yeah. and then also being like, oh, well, I've got to get my workout in myself as well to be able to, to maintain my sanity and my physique too. And uh, <laughs> yeah. because like you said, I mean, um, you know, for me, I think regardless, it's, it's something, and obviously the training is something that I just love, but, yeah. but people do, you know, I believe just because I've heard it, you know, before, and you know this, I mean, they, they expect you in a way, your clients expect you to practice what you preach, you know, and if for you're, sure. you know, in this business, if you, you know, I believe if, if they look at you and assume that you're out of shape and you're not able to, to do what they can at least do, you know, you know, <laughs> then, then, um, you know, they, they almost frown upon you in a way, you know? So for sure. Uh, Just be like a cardiologist so, smoking, you know? <laughs> exactly. Right. Same thing. Right. So, um, so your clients expect you to, to be at a level of fitness, you know? Um, yeah. so, so that's important, you know, and for me, I always make a part of that. So I'll typically try to get about six days in a week myself, um, nice you know, of, of just making the time for it. And then, yeah. um, and then, so now it's, you know, I, as the business has developed, it's been, uh, you know, I'll, I'll generally do, you know, the early half of my days are generally spent with clients, you know, mm -hmm. throughout the week. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then I'll, I'll train myself, you know, typically midday and then, um, and then spend some time with my son and, and wife and then, uh, and then also, you know, generally the, the later half of the day, I'll spend, you know, more on the management pieces of the studio. So just, you know, client-related issues, staff-related issues, you sure. know, things like that. Just keeping the, keeping the studio pushing forward. Yeah. So um, yeah, I've kind of found that that routine, you know, has work, works pretty well uh, nice. for me now, you know, at least at this point. And, um, and so, yeah, so it's, it's going well. But again, it's, it's all about juggling balance, you know. And then, you know, in the evening hours, being able to, you know, the toughest thing is being able to shut off, right? And yeah. Say, All right, just shut, shut, shut the phone down, <laughs> shut the yeah. computer down, you know, you know, about an hour before bed. That's, that's been something I've tr I try to do is just kind of shut everything off and just try to. The hardest thing in the world to do is. Relax. <laughs> transition into, yeah, get some, get some sleep and do it all again the next day, you know? Right. So, right. Um, well, that's awesome. yeah, all about balance. 
for sure. It's all about balance. And, and I love what you're talking about in terms of like, like the, the studio is growing, which is great. Um, but like in order to grow, you gotta have, you gotta have to adapt, right? Um, you have to, you can't stay right. stagnant in, in your ways. And, and even in my short time, I've only been in Atlanta for three years, but you know, I got introduced to you guys pretty early on in my time here in Atlanta. And even my short time here, I've seen you guys grow and adapt and, um, you've rebranded from, uh, you know, it was Brad Colowitz junior, uh, training, uh, you know, training facility now or fitness. And now it's ColoFit, and, right. um, yeah. and you know, you've rebranded, you, you've done a bunch of things. So what are some of the ways you're kind of handling our, our current uh, situation with uh, COVID kind of going on and how, how have you kind of pivoted your business to continue to be able to serve your clients, um, in the best way possible? So COVID, what an interesting time, right? So, oh my you know, for us, I mean, it, it, I, I tell the story of us, you know, just prior to COVID, we were at our all-time high, right? I mean, yeah. business was, was, was exploding. I mean, we, you know, the successes of client stories and, and the growth of the business was tremendous um, right up to, to the point of COVID. And then boom, mm -hmm. we got hit so hard and, and just kind of didn't know what to do. Almost the first couple of days, it was like, oh, how are we going to handle this thing? You know, just right. watching clients drop off and, you know, and, and, uh, and so, so if, you know, from a business side, we were like, okay, we've got a, I got the staff together, I got the team together, guys, we got to come up with something. Here we go. The, the concept's going to be virtual training, right? And yeah. We're going to do FaceTime. We'll, we'll do Zoom. We're going to do Skype. We'll do whatever we can to keep these guys on board and keep them on track and keep them moving forward. Um, and, and so that's what we did. We, we just said, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make it happen. Boom. And, and so I, you, know, I, you and you know, we, we all, I think we kind of anticipated this thing just, you know, I think it just day by day was kind of progressively getting worse, if you will, yeah. in terms of, look, we're looking to shut down. This is, is going to be shut down before we know it. I mean, clients are dropping off daily, mm -hmm. um, you know, so keep them on track. I mean, we got to anticipate this thing's going to happen, shut down. So we, um, you know, as a business, you know, when, when the, the mayor and governor shut, shut the city down and, and, and state down, we, you know, leading up to that, had, had kind of game planned out. Here's what we're going to do, going to the virtual concept. And, you know, fortunately for us, um, you know, with that, you know, I guess coming into to that, anticipating that, having that game plan of going all virtual and sharing and kind of coming up with a concept, we call it uh, ColorFit Anywhere. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do the ColorFit is happening anywhere. So we, we put it together and I, I just kind of game planned it out and had something to present to the clients and staff and, and so we, as that anticipated that shutdown, we, we were ready and we, uh, you know, we were able to transition about 75%, I would say, give or take of our client base over to virtual. Mm -hmm. um, so fortunately enough, God bless, we were able to, to, to maintain and, and keep about 75% of them going virtually, which was just such a blessing. That's um, fantastic, and man. so. Yeah, and, you know, and you it's and really just a, kind of like a true testament to like the value that you demonstrate to people. Because I mean, obviously, like when you train with, with you guys, or when you train in a good facility and, and, and with awesome coaches and trainers, right. it's it's way more than just the physical space that you go into. Like, don't get me wrong, that's a big piece of it, but there's way more ways, or or much larger ways, I should say, that you impact somebody's life and add value to somebody's life than them just coming in and getting in a, and getting in a training, a workout in your training space. So um, to be able to retain 75% on an digital platform is massive. So kudos such a blessing. Yeah, such a blessing, such a blessing. Yeah, it was. And, and, you know, we, you know, you do have, you know, the 25% that's the skeptical, you know, we, sure. you know, I'd say, you know, even prior to, to, to getting to that 75%, we had a lot of, lots of skeptics, you know, of the virtual sure. training and saying, gosh, well, I just, so there's new. no way I'm going to be able to get a good workout in virtually. How's that going to work? You know? And yeah. then that's when you're like, look, you're just going to have to try it. Right. And so we, mm -hmm. you know, there are multiple clients that, that were very skeptical at first that, that then opened their minds and said, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. 
and they, <laughs> shot and they loved it. Right. And, yeah. and they loved it. And so I don't, I don't think we had, you know, one drop off that, that had tried the concept and, and, yeah. and just went with it. So being able to, yeah. And, and, um, and so, so yeah, so we, you know, we do have a small percentage of clients that, uh, and currently do as of today, a small percentage that are still out that are not, you know, doing, mm-hmm. doing virtual training and, and, uh, you know, since being able to reopen, so we've been, been back reopened for you know, a little while now. And, and, uh, you know, we, I'd probably argue we've got, you know, maybe 50% back in studio mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, that percentage still doing virtual training. So, um, the virtual training studio work and then and then like i said a very small percentage of folks that um are just not ready to come come back in and be around people um, yeah. and then uh, just not open to the virtual concept so that's that's still tough but you know we're we're slowly coming back you know on that side and and yeah. um i think we'll be back soon enough but yeah. Uh, but yeah the virtual training is great it's been a, it's been a great concept that it's even opened up more opportunity and we're what we're hoping is that as uh, you know our clients that you know, when they formally travel, we do have a lot of traveling business professionals that when they you know, traveled previously, it was, it was building programs for them while we were in studio and walking them through those programs and, and then sending them on their way. Right. Yeah. And, and kind of just hoping and staying in touch with them that they're, you know, they're doing their programs while they're at the way and they're either their hotel room or their hotel gym. And that's tough, you know, for sure. Um, I think that works really well for, for some folks, but, but many people, it just doesn't, you know, it's just the, the discipline of being able to like, you know, being in your hotel room after an exhausting day of conferences or whatnot and then having to, to work out and discipline themselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, I believe that this virtual concept is going to be, be great. It's going to allow us to be able to, um, to do just that, you know, do the FaceTime, the Skype and the Zoom, um, you know, rather than, you know, relying on our clients to go through the programming on their own. So I think it's, <laughs> I think it's definitely opened up a whole other idea uh, for us yeah. and, and hopefully our clients too, to be able to continue, find other ways to continue to progress. That's awesome, man. Because I mean, we were having, we were talking a little bit before the show started, but uh, I mean, it, it was the way the world was already kind of like being nudged, you know, or, or kind of going was uh, virtual or some form of digital concept uh, was uh, was going to be a large piece of a lot of different businesses. But um, when a right. global pandemic hit, it kind of put that concept into hyperdrive. <laughs> Quick, kind of forced, quickly, yeah, it kind of forced people to adapt. And, and like you say, like a lot of people started realizing. Like, oh, you know, this actually works out pretty well, man. I, and uh, thank goodness you, you, you didn't stay in commercial real estate because, man, I couldn't imagine a worst, <laughs> uh, a worst industry to be in right now. Um, well, and I think a lot imagine. of businesses are going to realize, especially these big corporate businesses are going to realize, like, man, why do we have five floors of this building? Like, we, I know. We, only need, we only need two and we can rotate people in and be safe for everyone and we don't yeah, need to have exactly. such a space. And I totally, You're I absolutely think right. it's a tough argument against that too. Um, but yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and to the world of fitness, like, I think a lot of people, like you talked about, are going to start realizing like, like, realizing like, oh, no, actually, no, this is actually pretty nice. If I just need to get like some home gym equipment and then I can still have solid programming written for me. Um, and I don't have to give up, uh, you know, an hour of, of time there and back from the gym to get, to get the training or to get to a training space just to get access to good training when I can get it all virtually with the same trainers that I'm used to seeing and working with anyway. You're absolutely um, right. And, and, and just as you said, I mean, you're right. I, I can just, I'm still working with a handful of my clients right now virtually to this day and, and a handful of them. And they, you know, yeah. it's funny. I think they just, they're actually starting to actually enjoy it. They enjoy the idea of waking up early in the morning, rolling out of bed, you know, get their shake or whatnot and boom, right into their session versus having to travel to and from the session. And so it's, yeah. you know, even it's just, it's interesting. It's very interesting. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how long it actually continues with, with many of them. So. Oh, for sure. Cause I think like you said, 
it, it, a percentage of people will enjoy that, but there's going to be, of course, there's going to be a percentage that doesn't <laughs> want to do that. They want to come in and they want right. to be face to face. And, and I don't blame either. Right. E- or it, I can understand both sides of that coin, you know? Where, totally. Uh, and uh, so I think for the fitness world, you, you better adapt and you better have the, the ability and capacity to offer both or, or you're going to get kind of left in the dust here. That's um, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what are, what are some of the challenges uh, or not necessarily challenges, but if somebody was to come in and say like, Brad, I want to start uh, training here with your facility. I listen to the active land podcast. It sounds awesome. What would be like, a, like a, what would be the process you would take them through? Do you do like um, any type of um, initial assessment or do you do any type of body composition? Do you do like, what, what do you kind of, what's like, what can a typical uh, first client experience look like for someone? That's a great question. So, you know, when a client inquires, I'd say most often we, uh, you know, have through, you know, either through a referral or uh, online, right? So we have a typical mm-hmm. client reach out. And so what I'll do is I will um, get an idea in terms of what their interests are and their goals. And then I um, set up a call with each and every one of our new incoming clients. Um, I want to get to know each and every one of them you know, prior to, to their start. And so that's, that's, that's the, that's the plan. And so they, um, you know, we'll set up a call. We'll talk, um, goals, short, long-term goals, realistic, short, long-term goals. Um, we'll talk, um, scheduling and, you know, it gives me an idea just to, to kind of get a feel for the client. And, um, and also in terms of placement too, who I think that they'll work really well with in terms of staff. Nice. And, uh, and so, so that's kind of an idea, more of a, you know, not, I guess you could call it a screen plot crop process in a way, you know, yeah. where I'm learning, you know, about the client and, and thinking who's going to be best for them you know, in terms of fit. And so, um, so at that point, I then um, set them up with, with a staff member um, or even multiple. Some are more con- interested in working with multiple. So we'll have um, some of our clients do that too. And, um, and then they'll come in. And, and so uh, an initial session, or actually I'll take a step back. Even prior to that, I'll have them go in and um, in our system, we'll, we'll have them fill out an exercise and health history, which is uh, pretty detailed. And then, and then uh, a nice nutritional background as well yeah. um, for our dietitian, for those that are interested in working with him. And we found that, you know, a very large majority of our clients, fortunately are uh, open to working with our dietitian. who's amazing. We've got a dietitian on the team by the name of Jeff Cervero, who's awesome. He's uh, holds, actually holds a current world record in the deadlift now naturally in the, um, <laughs> And you think, okay, deadlift, you're thinking, oh, this guy's a meathead, you know, he's just a big, bulky meathead, you're thinking, the deadlift, right? So he's, but no, he's at uh, 195 pounds and six foot, Uh, Mm -hmm. and I think it's 195, whatever category it is, 197 or whatnot below, he he holds the world record currently in his uh, his division, and and it's (laughs) awesome, 600, I think it's raw 645 pounds deadlift uh, in the natural division of course yeah uh, it's six foot tall it's great you know, so anyway yeah he's, and, I, and i tell you that to give you an idea of his level of discipline and being able to apply nutrition to training and yeah. so he's um just awesome i mean it works was worked with our fitness competitors over the years um and then just you know so anyway uh, so we've been fortunate enough to have you know the vast majority of our clients work with chefs so that's been big and uh, and so so we'll get a good background of their nutritional uh, so assess their nutritional background and then um, exercise health history, which just allows us to learn a little bit more, dives a little bit deeper. And then, um, so, you know, prior to me uh, setting the, uh, setting the client up with our, our staff, we've already, you know, we've got a good background. We've learned a lot and the staff member prepares themselves prior to that client coming in. And then that first day we do is called a baseline fitness evaluation day. And what that is, 
is, and it varies based on the client and their specific goals and whatnot, but a typical client um, will go through uh, body point measurements uh, before photography. So it'll take some different images uh, to get an idea of what we're working with day one. And, uh, and then we'll do um, some strength and endurance tests. And the strength and endurance tests are just based around what the, the client's capable of, you know, any sort of limitations and whatnot, goals, mm -hmm. you know, all of that. So we'll, we'll do that on uh, day one. Uh, you know, for those that are interested in body fat percent testing, we do that as well. We've got a couple different methods of uh, ways we do that. Um, and then, um, so that's the typical day one. And then, you know, we don't actually begin the, the specific training program on that day. You know, on uh, and after we go through the, the, the measurements and the, the photos and the, and the strength and endurance test, we'll do, um, you know, we may do some mobility and stretching stuff, you know, at the very end of a session. But, um, you know, we, we kind of take that day to not only get a, a lot of great baseline data that we can use to measure the client's progress moving forward, but allows us to see that client move and, and whatnot and see what they're capable of and what they're not. And, mm -hmm. and then that, uh, after that first session, that's when we'll build out their training programs. And next time we see the client, we then, you know, dive into the specific, you know, training programs that we've designed um, for them. And so that's what a, a typical, you know, client setup will look. And again, it kind of varies based on, you know, the client and their specific goals and whatnot and how long we're, we're going to, you know, be working with them. But in most all cases, a typical setup will look like that, you know, yeah. from the very beginning. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, uh, that's, that's quite a bit different than just uh, going to your, to your local gym and, and diving after the dumbbells, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's, exactly. like, I, I love that you, that you match people up with, with the trainer that they would, that you think that they'd be a good fit with. Cause I think, um, matching, cause you gotta be able to trust there's, there's going to be, I mean, there's gotta, there's gonna be a lot of like, I hesitate to say intimate cause that's maybe probably not the right word I'm going to use, but like you're, you're, you're going to have to like kind of expose yourself a little bit to, uh, to the trainer right. from like, um, uh, you know, like showing weaknesses, um, improving, improving those weaknesses for sure. And then, and then uh, working on your strengths as well. But, um, this, this, your personal trainer is going to get to know you quite a bit. <laughs> Absolutely. And, so uh, yeah, on that end. And then, um, you're absolutely right. Some of they're compatible, like you said, and, you know, personality yeah. wise. And we do have clients that come in and, you know, ask for specific like personalities of, of sure. trainers that they, that they like. You know, I don't want the boot camp guy. I don't want the guy that's going to scream and yell at me. You know? And then you yeah. have the others <laughs> that, that come in and say, look, I need that boot camp mentality. Right. Yeah. And so you, you see both ends of the spectrum on that side, you know, from training side. And then yeah. you have those that look, I just want somebody that's fun. I want somebody that's going to joke with me and have a good time. Yeah. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have the client that is like, look, I don't want, I'm not looking for a friend. You know, I just want my <laughs> butt kicked. I want somebody just to yeah. push me, you know, not talk to me throughout the session. I want somebody just to push me. So yeah. You see it all, you know, you see it all. And so hearing those things, you know, that their interest is very helpful. I mean, it helps us tremendously just in terms of, uh, you know, like we're saying placement of client yeah. clients. And we've, you know, I just over the years, you know, we've had very few clients that have said, look, I want to try working with this other staff member. You know, yeah. it's happened before. Look, I'd rather, I want to try working with so-and-so, you know, so, but, but, but in most all cases, it's a, it's a very good match and seems to be like a good long-term fit in most cases. Definitely. Definitely. Brad, man, that's the, <laughs> that's awesome. You guys are doing a lot of incredible things. What, if somebody wanted to reach out or somebody wanted to connect with you or the gym, what would be a good way for them to be able to do that? So that's the easiest way, colofit.com, uh, K-O-L-O-F-I-T.com. We've got all of our, we've got our studio address there, um, some studio images, also all of our staff members, uh, background on all our staff as well. Mm -hmm. um, studio images, like I said. And uh, so, yeah, that's the best way to reach out to us. Just go to colofit.com. 
And then uh, if you want to reach me directly, uh, brad at colafit.com. Okay. Dude, awesome. Well, man, look, I, I want to be respectful of your time, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you get get off this podcast here. I could ask you a thousand questions all day long or all night long I'm here. Um, but uh, bro, congrats on the the new member of the family coming in. Thank you um, so much. We're that's super incredible, excited. man. Appreciate super excited it. for you guys. Really appreciate your time hopping on the podcast here with us, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you, brother. Good talking to you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.